you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by NFL All Day. We are live here in New York City. It is Friday, August 19th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. He is Kyle Brandt. He is Peter Schrager. And that is a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. Uh, It's time for the lead block. It is time for the lead block. It is. Um, We're going to start with the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for 11 games this season, and he will be fined $5 million for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. This is all part of a settlement reached between the league and the NFL Players Association. The settlement will also require Watson to undergo a professional evaluation and treatment. Watson and owner Jimmy Haslam spoke about the decision yesterday afternoon. First off, I want to say, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for the NFL and the NFLPA for this disciplinary process to be, you know, to a close and to an ending and have some clarity. And I'm looking forward to just moving forward with my career and uh, being able to get back on the field as soon as possible. But, yeah, that's that's the plan is to continue to grow as a person and individual and keep pushing forward. I've always stood on my innocence and always said that I've never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone, and I'm continuing to stand on that. But at the same time, I have to continue to push forward with my life and my career. And for us to be able to move forward, you know, I have to be able to take steps and put pride to the side. And uh, I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence and, and, and keep pushing forward. And I've always, you know, stood on not disrespecting or sexual assaulting anyone. I think in this country and hopefully in the world, people deserve second chances. Okay? I really think that. And I, I struggle a little bit. Is, is he never supposed to play again? Is he never supposed to be part of society? Does he get no chance to rehabilitate himself? And that's what we're going to do, okay? And you could say, well, that's because he's a star quarterback. Well, of course. But if he was Joe Smith, he wouldn't be in the, on the headlines every day. So 
We think people deserve a second chance. That doesn't mean we don't have empathy for people affected and we will continue to do so. But we strongly believe, strongly believe people deserve a second chance. We believe Deshaun Watson deserves a second chance. Commissioner Roger Goodell issued a statement yesterday also that read, Deshaun has committed to doing the hard work on himself that is necessary for his return to the NFL. The settlement requires compliance with a professional evaluation and treatment plan, a significant fine, and a more substantial suspension. We are grateful to Judge Robinson and Peter Harvey for their efforts in addressing these matters, which laid the foundation for reaching this conclusion. As for what is next for Cleveland, our own James Palmer was at Brown's practice yesterday when this news broke. It was a very uncertain morning here in Berea, Ohio, when the news of the settlement came down that Deshaun Watson would be suspended for 11 games and fined $5 million. What would be next for the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns? Well, head coach Kevin Stefanski stated that Deshaun Watson would not play in the final two preseason games, but he would continue to practice, which he is legally allowed to do. So we saw Watson take the field against the Philadelphia Eagles, actually much later than the rest of the players from both teams took the field and then stayed an extra 20 minutes after practice working on his own, something he's going to be doing after August 30th when he is away from the team serving his suspension. I had a chance to speak to his personal quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, who told me they're going to do everything and go over every aspect of playing quarterback in the NFL, from the mental side of things to watching film to going over with his mechanics to going over routes in the playbook, everything to keep him ready from when he's allowed to return to the team on November 28th. But for that time period, it is going to be Jacoby Brissett's team. I've been told by multiple people in the building that they obviously will evaluate the quarterback position just like every other position, but they put themselves in place to have Jacoby Brissett be their starter. And this is something that he has done in the past. Remember, when Andrew Luck retired abruptly at the end of the 2019 training camp, he played that season with very, very little notice. All right, James, thank you. Uh, that was a lot of information to take in in Cleveland. Um, obviously, the agreement was reached between the NFL and the NFLPA. Another layer to that is the fact that those two parties are going to be the ones that have to come to terms with who that health care provider is that will set forth the plan for Deshaun Watson and the treatment that he has to undergo. A lot to react to and to take in. We've been experiencing this for the last 18 months as people that are involved in the NFL and now feels like over the last 18 days since the news really broke about the initial suspension and everything that has gone on since then. So now that we understand what will happen over the next couple months, what was your reaction to this news? I tried to get an understanding of kind of both sides when it came to the settlement, the NFL, the NFLPA. From the NFL side, the biggest thing they wanted was they wanted to get treatment for Deshaun Watson as soon as possible. So getting a deal done allows the evaluation process to start. For the NFLPA, they wanted to support Deshaun. They wanted to respect the process in which was collectively bargained of the NFL and the PA of what they decided for discipline-wise, and they wanted equal treatment for everybody, for players and owners alike. Their biggest thing was Deshaun did something. There's been owners that have done stuff. We want the punishment. We want the process to be exactly the same. For me, this thing just felt like, let's get it over with so we can move on. Mm. Sure. How many games should it be? Should it be a full season? Well, it shouldn't be six. Well, all right, you say 17. I'll say we'll just go 11, and we'll move on, and we'll be able to get on with week one of the NFL. And so for me, that was the tough thing about it. It didn't feel as though there was a, a ton of like, all right, this is the best thing moving forward. Let's do it this way. Right. Because that way it's not going. It was just like, no. No, like, I want to move on and play with my career. I want to move on and get to the rest of the NFL games and stop talking about this and start only focusing on football. So it just felt, I can't say rushed because it's been a long process. A long time. But this ending part felt like 
I just want to have one more conversation. Everybody will discuss it for this. Up for, now it's close to the weekend. It'll be discussed on Friday. Mm-hmm. By the time we come back on Monday, we'll mm-hmm. be talking about a weekend slew of preseason games, and it'll be old news. So mm-hmm. it, it just felt like, hey, let's push it out there and move on. And the other side of it is all the contradicting statements of, is he remorseful, is mm-hmm. he not? So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hear you. What the hell was that in Cleveland yesterday? What was that? That was the plan? That was the presentation? Did you walk through it? Did you think about what you were going to say? What you're talking about here. March, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. I never did anything these people are alleging. I have no regrets. Last week, as discipline hung in the balance, and he's thinking maybe I might get an entire season, uh, you do the hushed tones and you look down. Last week, I am truly sorry to all the women I have impacted in the situation. My decisions I've made in my life that have put me in this position, I would definitely like to have back. Discipline comes down. It's 11 games, it's 5 million. Yesterday, I'm continuing to stand on my innocence. Never assaulted anyone, never disrespected anyone. And then he referred to people who were triggered. That back and forth, this uh, flailing contradictions are the actions of a liar. And then Jimmy Haslam comes on in the daddy role and it's second chances and second chances. Second chances are for someone who did something wrong, did something bad. Your guy just said he didn't do anything. What do you mean second chances? And then he chases it with, well, he's a star quarterback and needlessly pulls in Kareem Hunt. And then it doesn't mean we don't have empathy for women. Just woefully tone deaf. Just stop talking. Imagine if you were at home and you were a woman and you've gone through something like this or your daughter has or your mother has and there's somebody up there saying, well, he's a star quarterback, so, you know, we got to give him a break. It doesn't mean we don't have empathy for the women. Bleep your empathy. You're an enabler. I'm supposed to be pleased about this closure and they got it and now we can stay. I I still feel sick about it. You know, crazy to your point of what you just said is. He's continued to stand on his innocence, and everyone's saying this out in a third, but there's going to be millions of dollars going towards people that have been impacted by sexual assault. But we continue to say yeah. he did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So well, welcome why to are America. We... America, yeah. we throw money at things yeah. and say, look, I donated. I'm arched. I'm good. I got a sticker. I got a sticker. Yeah. I, was, I held a sign. I'm, I, I posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, throw money at it. They're going to throw $5 million at it. The NFL's going to throw money at it, and hopefully it'll all go... But I thought what D. Haslam had to say was interesting because here you have the owner's wife there, and she was talking about the rehab and the treatment and what is Deshaun. I want to see Deshaun grow. So there almost felt like there was an acknowledgement that there needs to be treatment for Deshaun Watson right now to acknowledge what happened, whether or not he thinks he's you know criminally guilty or not. It's something happened, and you can't just say, oh, well, I'm good, I'm worried about me. People who are triggered by it, we're going to do this for that. I thought D. Haslam's voice was very important yesterday, and it felt like a little bit of a circus because it was you know impromptu, and here we are, and this is that, and to Jason's point, everyone wanted clarity and to get it out of this way before the season kicks off. And I promise you, the day of kickoff, we're not going to be talking about Deshaun Watson. Week one, we're not going to be talking about Deshaun Watson. Week two, week three, week two, all the way Mm -hmm. up to week 13. And in a lot of ways, that's what people wanted. But I think the important thing is that this doesn't just get wiped under and we threw money at it and it gets thrown under a mattress. The important thing is that you listen to what D. Haslam said and say, okay, well, there's still something that needs to be addressed here. And hopefully at the end of this, Deshaun Watson actually does go through some acknowledgement or some sort of realization that we can all come out of this and say, okay, I could still wear Deshaun Watson's jersey as a Browns fan or I could still buy tickets as a Browns fan and not have that icky feeling that everyone seems to have right now. Mm I don't really want to talk about him. I like looking at this from a big-picture perspective. What I find so frustrating about what um, Mr. Haslam said yesterday, and this applies to professional athletes when things like this occur, Mm -hmm. it is a privilege for you to be the face 
of a franchise. It is a privilege for you to have children buy your jersey and walk around the city in which you want to be a part of this community. When you choose to engage in behaviors like this, I feel that there is a privilege that should be lost in people looking up to you and thinking that you are an idol. So the fact that Mr. Haslam said, should he not be able to play quarterback anymore? Well, that in, it brought up an interesting point. I'm not saying he shouldn't work, mm -hmm. but there should there should be action to Deshaun Watson's actions. And he should, re, he should realize the privilege that he has to have this opportunity to be the f literal face of a franchise and what the Browns are trying to do with him. Secondly, you can go online and look up the NFL's personal conduct policy. I, I pulled it up this morning. It's mm. a public PDF document. And on the bottom of page six, and it bleeds onto page seven, just so everyone knows in which what I'm about to say and what I reference, because, again, the CBA is agreed upon in that process. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to mess with that. But what I do want to mess with is the personal conduct policy, a policy in which the NFL can rip up tomorrow and rewrite so then the standard is different. Because right now, as it reads, with regard to violations of the personal conduct policy that involve things like criminal assault or battery, domestic violence, dating violence, it goes on. There's a litany of awful things, sexual assault involving physical force. Mm. The NFL recommends with consideration suspension, baseline suspension without pay of six games with consideration with factors, aggravating factors may warrant a longer suspension. So again, to review, that is why Judge Sue L. Robinson recommended the six games. It was in the personal conduct policy. Change the policy, make it a higher number so we don't have to go through this rigmarole again of what should it have been? What is the behavior? We were all aghast that it was six games. Change it to 11, mm. change it to 13, change it to a season so then the next Next time a judge has to get involved, the independent arbiter that the NFL and the PA chooses, the number isn't six. Mm. Because that's why we even got to this point of debating how many games it should have been. The number should be higher regardless when behavior like this goes down. Mm -hmm. Hard to argue against that. Yeah, so you can go look it up. And then if it changes, it changes. But at least it sets the precedent mm -hmm. because that's what she based it off of. So it's a choice that the NFL can make now as the employer of people that are faces of franchise and who are idols to children and people that are they influence upon. So now that we know players 100 through 51, how will the rest of the list unfold? Hear what players have to say about each other as they discuss who they nominated and why. Who will be number one? Top 100 players of 2022 presented by Truly continues this Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL Network. On the NFL Top 100 players list of 2021, Derrick Henry was the highest ranked running back at number four. But after the season, it was Jonathan Taylor who led the league in rushing. So movement, no movement, how this is all going to go down with the top 100 and how the running backs play out because we are just running back heavy in the last half of the first hour of our show. Who should be the higher ranked running back on the NFL top 100 list in 2022? Is it one Derrick Henry or is it Jonathan Taylor? It's funny. We've got an ex-player here, Jason McCourty, and we've had a lot of ex-players in this chair. And anytime the running back position comes up, Derrick Henry gets the nod. Like the players respect Derrick Henry. Like, oh, Derrick Henry than everybody else. Yet last year when he was injured, Jonathan Taylor sort of sees that crown. And he did it for the fans, too. Jonathan Taylor had huge days on national television last mm -hmm. year. If you remember, there was a Saturday night game where the Patriots played the Colts and it was like fantasy championships for everybody. He gone. And it was Jonathan Taylor just taking one 80 yards and being like, this is what I do. I take it to the house 80 yards. He ran away with the rushing title. He sort of made his, his you know, statement made on national TV this late in the season when fantasy championships are gone. I wonder, though, if the fans who are all drafting Jonathan Taylor first in fantasy, Jamie, you included, which mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with that, or and in, in all just understand him as the consensus number one, 
are the same as the player. Remember, the players vote. So mm -hmm. Taylor put on these performances in the biggest spots and ran away with the title last year, but the respect for Derrick Henry is still so strong. Yeah. And Jason, you were in the league, and I I'd be curious to hear your thought. Is everyone ready to just give it to Taylor, or is Derrick Henry still that dude? Oh, he's definitely still that dude. But I think for this 2022 number one running back, top 100, I do believe is going to be Jonathan Taylor. I think his performance last year proved, I mean, he was first in every single rushing category. Sometimes you can say, hey, are the players going to feel that way? When a guy is that dominant, whether it was rushing yards, attempts, touchdowns, 20-plus runs, 40-plus runs, the longest run in the entire NFL of 83 yards, he was number one on all of them. I think when you do that many things, and like you just said, you couple that with the fact that he's performing on national television, those games, those primetime games where everybody's at home watching, I do believe Jonathan Taylor is going to be the top ranked running back. It'll be interesting to see with Derrick Henry. He was my first pick of the fantasy draft yes. here on GMFB. So a lot of, a lot of hope in, in uh, Derrick Henry. But I think right now is Jonathan Taylor's crown. I love Jonathan Taylor. I love him. I love watching him play. He's an awesome guy. He's funny. He's cool. He's just great. We're talking about the strap, all right, the belt of the mm -hmm. best running back. Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry had it. 2,000 yards, and he's the man. He's on top of the mountain. I don't think it was taken cleanly last year. Mm -hmm. I think there okay. is... There's an uncertainty and an asterisk due to Derrick Henry going out. And the great misconception about Derrick Henry is you look at last season, you're like, hey, he was hurt, he didn't do much. It's not true. He missed half the season, had almost 1,000 yards. He had 11 touchdowns in 10 games. He was excellent last year. 20 touches in the playoffs. Yeah, coming off an injury, and he did all he could. But, like, he was extremely productive in half a season. He was almost averaging a 1,900-yard season and 20 touchdowns. He was awesome last year. So let's just pump the brakes on ripping the crown off his head and giving it to Taylor. I think this is the year. Give me a clean season for both of them. We'll see what's what, including two games head-to-head. -head, I'm into it. I still think Henry has the belt, and I think we respect him, even though he was injured for half the year. So he's, he will go higher than Jonathan Taylor on the top 100. For I think he should. Which is the question, in my opinion, and also will, I do. I think the players still look at him as like the king. See, that's where I disagree. You know, the players, what is the average? I mean, they're like between 20 and 30 years old. Like these these young guys, they they have short-term memory. Like they're just, <laughs> they watched Jonathan Taylor run last year. Mm -hmm. and the second half of last year, they're like, yep. And then they just write him down on his piece of paper. Like now that we pulled back the curtain on how this voting operates, they're handed this piece <laughs> of paper in the locker room this spring, and they're just like, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's mm -hmm. the man. And they just write it down. Like Derrick Henry, admirable what he was able to do to come back from injury and everything, but like when you look at what he did in 2021 and what the players are remembering yeah. and how powerful it was for Jonathan Taylor to come on the way that he did, it has to be him. Just this year, I'm not saying that one is going to have a better mm -hmm. season than the other, but for what the players are interpreting, how they ingested yeah. it, their short-term memory, flip the script, I'll write remember. the name down. Mm -hmm. I played Taylor. against him. I remember. I showed that last time. Jonathan mm -hmm. Taylor, I remember. And you were teammates with Henry. Yeah. Right? I remember when he first walked in, I was like, running <laughs> back? That's right. He was top 10 in a lot of rushing categories. And he was excellent games. last year. Games. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Hey, more GMFB coming your way. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good morning, football! In the post-Bengals to the Super Bowl world, could the Bears and Seahawks be one of these teams that shocks the world this year, okay? The expectations are not massive, but who cares? We're in the upside down now. Justin Fields, 11th overall pick the year before last. First drive of the game. Came out, second and six. Hits Cole Komet for the second time on the drive. They started the game with a nifty little screen pass. And Fields looked sharp. Five of seven, 39 yards. They got a field out of that drive. Geno Smith, he's starting because Drew Locke got COVID. And does he take advantage of his opportunity? Yeah, he does. Geno played the entire first half. 10 of 18, 112 yards. Moved the ball a little bit. Didn't really put the touchdowns on the board because they're still getting shut out as they head into halftime. Your headlines here, Justin Fields played a little bit. David Montgomery did not. Cole Komet did. Darnell Mooney did. And uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were out there too running around. A few plays made by a few of the bigger players. The Bears end up winning, and we will track both of these teams. But we probably have some takeaways, right, Jamie? Absolutely. Um, what do we think? It's so hard for us to talk preseason footballs if they're regular season football games because you just get such a small glimpse yeah. of the mm-hmm. actual players before mm-hmm. going into guys who might not even make the roster. But one guy who I'm fascinated by is Roquan Smith, and he was on the sideline there. And in the second half, as I'm watching the broadcast, about 10 o'clock at night, should I just go to bed and get ready for good morning football? The broadcast crew, which consisted of Steve Levy and Dan Orlovsky and Lewis Ray, started talking about a conversation they had with the GM, Ryan Poles. Whether it was off the record or on the record, I think they were very enlightening in what they were saying in that Poles was talking about how he's a very good linebacker, but did not say he's the best linebacker. How maybe if he was a corner or defensive end, Mm. this would be a different story. And another thing that they revealed was that uh, there didn't seem to be this urgency. Like, we must pay Roquan. So I I feel like wherever we were thinking this was going, like, I don't think there's an urgency on the Bears' side. And I don't know how much longer Roquan's going to do this hold-in 
because the season is rapidly uh, approaching. And again, I don't know if it was supposed to be off the record, on the record, but my biggest takeaway was something that didn't even happen on the field. It was a conversation in the booth and they were just filling time when the backups mm-hmm. were in. It doesn't sound like Ryan Poles is banging down the door to go give Roquan Smith the money that he deserves, that he thinks he deserves. Wow. Not only has he been in every meeting and participating, he was out there running sprints no. on the field before the game. Like, he's healthy, he's ready, but then that makes it seem like there's not a closure. It, it didn't come away from that conversation when you've got a former you know, NFL executive in Riddick and then Orlovsky and then all three of them talking to Poles and they didn't come by and say, Poles is banging his fist. We've yeah, got to make yeah. it work. we got to figure something out. Yeah. Did not get that feeling from that yeah, conversation. I mean, Roquan, that's going to get back to him. He's going to know about that. And like you said, he's running sprints. We talked about Duran James getting a deal and the first thing he texts his agent is, all right, so I can go practice. Yeah. And Roquan seems like the same type of guy. He's, sprinting. he's doing everything. He wants to be out there and you, you want to see how it plays yeah. out, but you want to see him hopefully get that deal and be able to take part with the Bears and actually be able to play with them on the field. But for me, you had Roquan Smith, who's going to be the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Is it going to be Drew Locke? Is it going to be Geno Smith? Is Justin Fields going to yeah. make that improvement? But what stood out to me was the special teams. Special teams coaches today are throwing markers at the dry erase scores. They're going off Love because it was a roller coaster of a game. The game starts off. Thelis Jones fumbles the open and kickoff return, has a hey. nice one, but lays the ball on the turf. And as the game continues, he then gets a punt return where he makes some nice moves, like a 40-something-yard return. You're like, okay, special teams is looking a little bit up. Punt the ball. We saw this on the highlight. Tougher this young guy, you got to be able to bounce back. Oh. Mental toughness is a big part of playing on this stage in the National Football League. He'll get another opportunity. It's the preseason. This last game, not a lot of starters play. Hey, make up for it, make that play. So for me, there was also a punt by Seattle where they're, yeah. they're going to down it inside the five. Yeah, no, funny. my guy, Jay Cole, Justin Coleman, standing on the goal line, touchback. So I felt for my special teams coaches. They probably were having a drink or two last night. Just You don't want to see that. There's 90 guys on the roster. I know there's a lot of guys, but you want to see guys it's perform better on special teams. It's important to feel empathy for special teams. You, you really have to. Have to. Really guys have are to. making the team because of special teams in the preseason. What would Matthew Slater say. You know what I mean? Oh, That's what it all yeah. comes back to. Slate's giving a speech right now and he's pissed. Mm. We need the Slater cast. cannot happen yes. here. Right? Yeah, yes. no, it's just it's Slater not Slater cast. Slater cast. You know, we know how Peyton gets so mad when they throw interceptions. We need a Slater cast Slater where he just cast. watches special teams I love that. and throws pens. You gotta when bring they him on here to introduce right. it. Yes. Oh. I like it. Maybe we will. My brain is just doing backflips about Justin Fields mm. and my heart and everything. <laughs> Let me tell you why. It's complicated. So you see, Justin Fields played one drive. He's five for seven. They got a field goal. He's under a lot of pressure, guys. Mm-hmm. He's under, even in this, even against the Seahawks, who aren't exactly bringing TJ Watt and Aaron Donald, and even the plays that worked, it's like there's almost always that (laughs) almost every play even the good plays and if this is a hashtag harbinger you're like oh my god i've adopted almost kind of like a a, a parental relationship with justin fields where like i want to i'm worried about him like when your kid is walking through a parking lot like there's a parking lot we don't run hold hands like (laughs) it's so much pressure all the time and even when there's always someone hitting him about to hit him and it's a good drive don't get me wrong but like we got to get through 17 games of that I, i will say on the positive side it's refreshing that oh my god you can roll him out and you can move the pocket there are no rules against it you are not going to be flagged and i just if we brought up the tape which we're not going to because it's like a snuff film of him versus the browns last year nine sacks i don't know what they were doing and i think that's why maddie bruvelous is there so i don't want to spend 17 weeks looking at justin fields like a rodeo clown like hiding behind barrels and stuff but man the I'm nervous. At least the I'm Bears nervous. know who's quarterbacking their team, though. They do. That's good. 10, they do. For, 10 for 18, 112 <laughs> yards last night for Geno Smith. Okay. 
is a nice number, but the problem with that number is he produced zero points on the board with him under center. Um, I was talking to our producer extraordinaire, Matt Hamilton, about this, and he brought up an excellent point. If Geno Smith was the guy, don't you think he would have gotten more on-field reps than three snaps with your top two wide receivers than just three snaps last night mm. for Metcalf and Lockett? Mm -hmm. if, if he was the guy, you'd want to see more out of him. Has anyone ever won their job while being at home with COVID? Because a little bit I feel like that's what's happening with Drew Locke. Like, the more of what Geno Smith shows us or doesn't show us, Feels like Drew Locke could become the guy. And I'm a Drew Locke fan. I yeah. think he was, I think he's a talent coming out of college. I think he got a bad shake in Denver. I, this could be a better fit with Pete Carroll. But it's just, it was weird watching that last night because convincing continues to be the worst <coughs> for me with these quarterbacks and these young yeah. guys. And Geno Smith, like, I want it for him, but I just not convinced. I am yeah. not convinced. And Drew Locke is sitting there, and all of a sudden, our Seahawks fans, like, we got to go with the other guy, even though what has he shown you? Yeah, I, our friend Adam Rank had a really funny tweet about it. He's, it, was, it was very like George Costanza to like get the job by not showing up. Yes. You know, you, it's do the no-show. You, you can't lose the job if you don't play. And yeah. like last night, look, it's not like Gino was miserable or anything like that. No, he was fine. No. He did some nice throws. But like, I don't know if that was a bad night for Drew Locke last night. In fact, it was probably a good night. Right. Yeah. He's got to get back on the field. Absolutely. But I mean, my goodness, for Seattle, if, if we're starting a guy because – He's not performing. He's mm -hmm. not playing actually out there. But the guy playing isn't playing well enough. So we're going to just go with the other. Oh, yes. also, good well, luck. It, hey. It's so infuriating to me, too, to read this, like, working theory that, like, the Seahawks offense is just going to be based upon, like, run game, run game, run game, pound the ball down two the middle. Wide receivers. And then two with those two great wide receivers. receivers, I'm like, what is happening? Why would yeah. you just put those two guys to waste? That would be so infuriating. There was a funny sign, though, on the broadcast that they, they pointed out. And one of the Seahawks fans held up a sign and said, we need Jimmy G. And we need him. And oh. listen. Oh. The trade, I think, is a thing, but if they end up cutting Jimmy G oh, and he's course. sitting there and it's like, well, this guy's got COVID and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Point is, that appears to be a Seahawks fan openly campaigning for Jimmy G. Peter Schrager, your thoughts? I think the Stone woman with the bag, it's very compliant. you got to go through security. Clear bag yeah. policy. Clear bag. It's like she's policy. still searching. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, Jimmy G, I don't think they would trade him within the division, but if they cut him, cut him and the Seahawks are like, all right, that's our best option, fine. But the way that Pete and John Schneider have been talking to us even before the draft, seems like they have a lot of faith in Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Mm. So we'll see. Mm. How's right. this Jimmy thing going to end? What, what, what do you think? We want an answer. You think they're going to cut him? I don't know. Yeah. This right here, this is a quintessential preseason football. Preseason is in full gear. We've got eight more live games Let's go. right yeah. here on NFL Network, starting with a doubleheader tonight. We've mm. given you plans for your Friday night. It's Panthers. They're taking on the Patriots, 7 p.m., and the Texans score off against the Rams at 10 p.m. Your weekend is then packed with preseason action. You think you're going to the pool, the beach, you think you're going to have a Saturday? No. Yeah. You're going to watch NFL Network. You're going to watch the quadruple header. NFL Network is your home for all of it. Check out the full schedule at NFL.com slash preseason. When we return, George Pickens. Oh, yeah. He went ballistic. He did in his preseason debut. What players are primed to do the same this weekend? Peter's going to give us his top five watch list. Jerry, Jerry Rice or George Pickens? Who are you taking right now? Oh, yeah, Jerry Give me Pickens. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. It is time to look at the best moments presented by NFL All Day. And last night kicked off week two of the NFL preseason. We've done a deep dive on Bears Seahawks. We've got so much more football to watch over the next few days. I wanted to give you my five players to watch preseason week two. We did this last week and George Pickens delivered. How about this week's guys? Let's start with number five, 49ers rookie wide receiver, Mr. Danny Gray. Let's go. All eyes are on Trey Lance, but... Danny Gray was the standout from that first preseason game against the Packers. All right, one hit wonder, whatever. No, it's a third round pick. They love Danny Gray coming out of college. And Danny Gray in practice this week, when they were doing their joint practices with the Vikings, Danny Gray had another insane catch. He's the deep threat right now. You've got Ayuk, obviously, and Debo, but Danny Gray has been burning it up. What is he going to do? They play... The Vikings, Saturday night at 7 o'clock Eastern. Keep an eye on Danny Gray. Uh-huh. Maybe an unheralded star in that 49 Peter, have you heard that Kittle's calling him 50 Shades? Is he really? No. Oh, that'd be great. Uh. God, what is up with you, But he man? should. It's a good joke. Like I like everybody that. Everybody bite. Number four on Speaking the list of. is a player who has been <laughs> truly taken Tennessee by storm, and it's Malik Willis. Can't talk enough about Malik Willis' performance last Thursday night. Fantastic plays, electrifying. Can he do it again? Can I don't know, again? And then this week they had practice. They were playing against the Buccaneers, and the tweets were coming in fast and heavy. Teresa Walker does a great job covering the Titans. Malik Willis with a very nice throw for a touchdown to Aquano in the back of the end zone in the red zone. We don't have footage of it because, well, we weren't allowed to videotape right. it. Then Ben Arthur also, blue check mark. Beautiful touchdown from Malik Willis just now. Threaded the needle in the end Come zone. On now. Well blocked, but mm. it's starting. It's Let's starting. go. When the beat yep. reporters are starting to give you that kind of taste where you're like, wait a second, what's going on here? Who do they have this weekend? Oh, I don't know. They host the Buccaneers, 7 o'clock Eastern. I'll be watching it Saturday night. You should, too. Bucks, Titans, we're going to get a lot of Malik Willis. Let's see what he does in his second game. 
Number three on the watch list is a former Buccaneer who's now playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. And in a wide receivers room that is just completely loaded with new names and faces, Justin Watson has been getting a lot of love out of Chiefs camp. And I want to talk about the former Penn Quaker. Justin Watson making plays in week one against the Chicago Bears all over the field. And you're like, who is this 84 going full extension and making it happen? This is not some freak thing. This is a player who has been lighting it up all in the offseason, not only just in training camp, but back in minicamp, and comes over from the Buccaneers where he was on the team, he was a practice squad guy. Chiefs signed him this offseason. I think there's a legitimate chance not only that he makes the team, but that Justin Watson plays a big role for this squad. Yeah. Take a look at some of his numbers at Penn back when he was there. This was a guy who did it all. He would make things happen. 286 catches, nearly 4,000 receiving yards, has huge numbers. Was with the Buccaneers for quite a bit and made plays with the Buccaneers. This year, finally signs with the Chiefs and they are excited. I think that Justin Watson might emerge as one of those guys that we are gonna be talking about huh. in this season. When How about that? Remember that, your fantasy teams. Uh, number two on the list, another rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett. I wanna see what he's got, because last week, they're already doing ticker tape parades yeah. for Pickett in Pittsburgh, the way he played. He was awesome. He came in and he was making plays all over, and he was doing so after Trubisky was kinda like, ah, all right, you know, Mitch was in for a little bit. Pickett came in and just obviously just tore it up and has everyone excited. But can you do it again? Now we've got some film on you. Now you know you might be playing against the ones a little bit. Yep. Kenny Pickett, awesome week one. If there's going to be this real buzz that, you know, when are you going to put him in? What are you going to put him in? Trubisky can hold him off as much as he wants in practice. If we go to these preseason games and Pickett continues to light it up like he is, there's going to be a fervor for him. Interesting. They play the Jaguars in Jacksonville on Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. As we're hearing it, it's Trubisky one, Pickett two, Rudolph three, but... Who knows? We'll okay. see how this goes. Even if Trubisky's a starter week one, don't forget what Pickett's doing in August. Remember, a first-round pick, number 20th overall. And number one might be my favorite player in Jets camp. Let's go, buddy. This summer. Let's go. We talk about all these great rookies, and there's four guys that were taken in the first 37 picks. We don't talk a lot about Michael Clemens. Mm, Explain what Michael yeggy. Clemens did. Texas A&M, like you were one covering him there in all those big SEC games. Michael Clemens was really good week one. Making plays, ripping the ball, trying his hardest. He's out there on the edge. He's pressuring everyone. Jets beat reporters were like, Michael Clemens really was good this week. Michael <laughs> Clemens really showed up. I don't know if you guys have seen this clip, but you will immediately want to be a Michael Clemens fan. They asked about Michael Clemens' week one performance. Take a look at what he's got to say and how he says it. Please share with your productivity in the game. I wasn't. You can do better at it. Were there areas I feel like I went? Most definitely. Uh, so you feel you're just scratching the surface in terms of like your long-term potential? Yeah, I have a, as a player, I have a lot to work on. I try to show up every single day and come out here and get a little bit better. It's a credit to my coaches and my teammates for helping me out since I've been here and putting me in the best position to be successful, but nowhere near where I need to be. I didn't, I didn't give that enough. What? Kind of nervous. I'm scared of Michael Clemens right yeah, yeah. now. Okay. Um, Peter, you beat Clemens. Peter, how pleased with you how this segment is going? I'm not pleased. <laughs> a lot you can work on as, as a broadcaster? I think I could have been a lot better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? All right, that's guys, yeah. here's my weekend list. That's how, that's the tension it was. That was. Clemens plays the Falcons on Monday night. I'll be watching that, of course. It has the vibe of 
Jim Gray in the boxing ring after like a vicious knockout yes. with a sort of uh, you know professional but tentative question and the boxer just looking at it like it's you know what I mean it's, yeah. that didn't even feel like an NFL media piece. I'm thinking of Forrest Whitaker in Fast Times Ridgemont High like that <laughs> he's gonna go trash Jefferson car. Jefferson he's gonna go sack you like Michael Cullen, we've a, we've a, we've a lot of fondness for the local teams we're hoping that they're better this season we're, he's on the radar absolutely wow. don't mess with his car no my God picking those questions apart just like you will an offensive line. NFL Plus is the NFL's exclusive streaming service. It's officially launched. NFL Plus, did you know? It offers access to live out-of-market preseason games, live local and primetime regular season and postseason games. NFL Network shows like ours are on demand and so much more. NFL Plus is available right now in the NFL app on all platforms. So go ahead, go get it. Go get it. So earlier in the show, we held our own fantasy running back mock draft. It was the third of three days. Oh the God. runaway today, Peter, was no wonder you were on your phone so much this week, the today. You just were <laughs> clicking, 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 logging in Loading. and out of Twitter accounts. With the with 41% of votes, that's impressive. Congratulations, I, I guess. I took four huge names. I felt confident, but I also had a few Twitter feeds being like, uh, none of your guys will be playing past yep. week 11. They're all injury prone. I'm like, all right, I can't argue. That's that's, been that's, that's the benefit of the snake draft, man. You were just so fired up about that Cook McCaffrey decision. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't come in number one on the vote, but yeah. I also haven't come in fourth. All my plays okay. second and third. So that, that just looks like a consistent team throughout. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited Sounds about like I'm a great still reeling from that life. quarterback hole <laughs> on Wednesday. That was do you guys do you guys think those people know? Like you think you think they're right? Like it's it's you almost want to come. They don't last. think we're it's right, fantasy. Yeah. Um, week yeah. two we'll is see. officially underway, so it's time for us to each give our player to mm. watch for this weekend, Jason. Give it a whirl. Can there be anybody else? There can't. Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Awesome. Let's go. Oh, hard knocks. This guy's knocking people's heads off. I'm excited to see your Kelvin Shepard said, I'm trying everything not to put this guy out there with the ones. I want to see where he's at. Is he going to be out there with the ones this weekend? I want to see him knock somebody's head off in the game. I'm excited to watch Malcolm Rodriguez. Malcolm Rodriguez, sixth round pick, yes, rookie, yeah. and just is becoming the A next monster. hard knock star. Yep. I hope yep. it translates. I remember there's all kinds of guys. Remember it was Ray Lewis's cousin who was a running back yeah. back in the day, and he was like, sometimes they don't pan out. I hope he does. I'm going to go with a much different type of player. Can we see some from Mr. Bisky? Mm. Let's go, buddy. We go way back with you as fans, as a show. This is your classic second lease on life. Is this going to be his Ryan Tannehill with the Titans? Or is it going to be a rehash in which it just doesn't work out? Because look, that Kenny Pickett thing, it, 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 he's knocking. It, he's, it's just like Tannehill's getting from Malik. Mm -hmm. There's something about Steelers fans who love this Pickett already. So Mitch, shut him up. Complete a few passes. Say, I know how to be a starter. I've been the face of a franchise before. I'm going to do it again. I want to see something from number 10 in Pittsburgh. Mm. Uh, I've been telling some cool stories about guys in camp. One of them is Jared Bernhardt, yep. who is a former lacrosse player at Maryland, turned quarterback at Ferris State to now trying out as a wide receiver with the Falcons. Well, as things go, we did this on the show, got a lot of responses, mostly from the lacrosse community being like, you have no idea how good this guy is. Well, his head coach at Maryland, his lacrosse coach, John Tillman reached out to me yeah? and was wow. like, thank you for highlighting him. John Tillman, the lacrosse coach from Maryland, is currently in a car on his way to Jets-Falcons joint practice yes. to be there to support awesome. his guy awesome. and see his Atlanta Falcons 
wide receiver slash quarterback slash midi, whatever he plays, sure. Jared Bernhardt. They midi. play the Jets. Midi. They play the Jets on Monday night. Jared Bernhardt, go have yourself a night on national TV. Hey. Um, Peter, you already took one name off my list. I really couldn't decide because there were 10 guys that I wanted to highlight because Peter has put so much yes. work in this yes. week for these guys that we want to watch out for. And it says, take a chance on me oh. team. And I just wanted to bring it up again because the I was obsessed with these stories all week listening mm -hmm. to them. I couldn't get enough of the next one. I, I want to see Jalen Twyman ball out against the 49ers. I want to see more of Obina Ezzy on for on Hard Knocks. Like, blindfold and just pick a name off that list. And you want to see that guy have a huge weekend. I love this list. I couldn't take a pick of anybody. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's a tough one. But, I mean, yeah. if I had to choose, I want to see what Erdahl has this weekend. Earlier in the Combined. shot, you, you were oh. back there at the quarterback position. You was yep. letting it go. We, we want to see this weekend. I mean, uh oh <laughs> Oh! The Dimer! Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> Impressive. Guys. Impressive. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Someone draft me. Somebody sign me to a one-day contract <laughs> so I can retire. And she catches. I will be the most loyal part yeah, of your team. Damn, got it. Oh, the bobble. Oh, okay. and the bobble. She's Cordell Stewart. She's Slash. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.